0: Uh, yeah that's our usual intro for Métis in space Woo So I just feel like we're we're sliding right in there Yeah I'm eating a delicious bagel right now Oh man I have a wonderful sugar cookie we're drinking some caffeine ish for um, breakfast Your breakfast cookie breakfast cookie Yes, yes. yes very frosted oh. <laughs> it's excellent just just like, just like the ground outside yeah it's it's been super cold here uh y'all don't know what that's like <laughs> in most places but yeah you think cold. you know you think you know but eve knows yeah eve knows yeah yeah they're getting that polar vortex or whatever in ohio yeah it sounds real scary yeah i've never been to ohio i've been to idaho idaho and ohio which are those all like native words I feel like I think are. Idaho definitely is. Yeah, I would I would guess so. A lot of them are. Yeah, a lot of them are. Anyway, our, this is our origin story, and it's going to be longer than we expect because we always blather on a lot. Yeah, it'll be longer than it needs to be. That's mm-hmm. for sure. All mm-hmm. All right, uh, I was born. <laughs> I remember it well. <laughs> the blinding light at the end of a dark tunnel. <laughs> no, just kidding. <laughs> I don't remember that. That that'd be horrible. Yeah. yeah. Um. Right, origin story from eighteen space. Right. So, what happened? What happened? What What year was that even? Twenty. I want to say twenty fourteen. Mm. That makes sense because Saki was born. Wait, when was Saki born? No, yeah, it was twenty fourteen because that was sad summer because mm-hmm. I was over so much because I had a job that paid the exact amount of my rent and that was it. Oh my god. Yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah. Also- I was like how am I going to live? And then I was just dumpster diving and going to food bank a lot. That sucks, man. Yeah. I I remember like, yeah, it was sad summer. I had like stuff going on where they, uh, the kids had been like taken to New York. We went through that whole like lawsuit. So it was like super sad summer. Mm. Yeah. It was a sucky summer. Yeah, it was. And then my other kids were visiting their dad in Edmonton. Yeah. And, and so you were all alone and you were yeah. like, I'm bored. And I was like, I'm bored too. I yeah. only work 10 hours a week. <laughs> <laughs> so we like, we, oh, and we had this like big screen in, in, uh, in the living room. Yeah. We, we had like a smart board cause I was teaching in there. And so we got like, every time we watched stuff, it was like on this huge like movie screen almost. Yeah. It was awesome. So we were both like incredibly poor, but also very rich visually rich visually rich visually enriched and also wine cheap depp wine oh, yeah man. the cheapest you get about you can get a bottle of dep wine in montreal <sighs> for like seven bucks yeah guy on a bicycle guy on a bike yeah yeah like real real questionable wine toro loco oh man yeah yeah that's some good stuff revolution red revolution red is really, really good like actually that's that yeah, like yeah. a quality mm. wine. uh but yeah so we were like basically doing what we do anyway which is hanging out hanging out watching sci-fi drinking wine making jokes about sci-fi yeah being real bitter about everything <laughs> uh and then we start talking because so ryan mcmahon who does the podcast red man laughing and as far as we know is sort of the first indigenous podcaster mm. um he had released that spring he had released a how to podcast podcast yeah that was like really in depth like way more in-depth Actually, I still don't even understand it all. Like, you went into mm-hmm. RSS feeds and like various, you know, dissemination platforms and stats and all this stuff. And yeah, we just I skipped that part. Yeah, honestly. no, I totally did. I, I zoned out. Yeah. It was, it's, it, it's all Greek to me. Yeah. Um, but we had both listened to the podcast mm-hmm. and, uh, the How to Podcast podcast. And we were both kind of like, okay, the parts that aren't <laughs> completely indecipherable sound really easy. Yeah. Like, grab a microphone and talk into it. Yeah. I got that part from it. Yeah, and and record it, and (laughs) then put it on the internet somehow. And we were like... We should record our conversations, because we're so hilarious. Yeah, we could remember that joke, and I'd be like, no, I have a terrible memory. Yeah, exactly. And then we were like, shit, we don't even have to do this remembering with our own brains. The internet can do it for us. Exactly. And then we can listen to it and laugh again at the joke that we would have forgotten had we not recorded it. Yeah, exactly. The miracle of technology. And then we're like, yeah, let's just do a podcast... Uh, and pr- probably our moms will be the only ones who ever listen to it. Our moms did not listen to yeah. it. Spoiler my, alert, they yeah, hated it. Yeah, my mom still, I don't think, has ever listened to it. My mom listened to it, said she didn't like it. And then when she found out that it was getting kind of well known, she like really changed her tune. She was like, I love it. Oh my God. I was that's, like, No, you don't, mom. It's that's okay. so cute. That's so cute. She's trying to be supportive. <laughs> so then we, we, yeah, we put it together in like right away. Like three days? I think. Yeah, we, yeah, because remember, like, I think. I think you I brought it up. <laughs> you brought it up, and I was like, that'd be hilarious. And then mm-hmm. we were like, what can we do? And we are like, we'll call it Métis in space. Ha, ha, ha. We'll watch sci-fi. Ha, mm-hmm. ha, ha. We'll get a Mooney out to, like... Ask questions. Yeah. Wow. And then we did it. It was a winning yeah. formula. Yeah. And we were kind of like, and we can make the aesthetic, like the audio aesthetic, sort of like the 1960s Star Trek space babes. Mm-hmm. So like mm-hmm. cheap and cheesy and tacky. And, we're good at cheap and cheesy and tacky. Yeah. That's like our very meaning. Mm. Yeah uh so yeah yeah three days oh, yeah. later we recorded the first episode yeah we had to buy this mic oh yeah yeah and that was like a splurge oh my god it was so exp- it was like a hundred and something bucks. i know i was like we don't need to buy a mic yeah like yeah. that's outrageous yeah yeah um you know we should just wait and you were like no we're, we're buying doing the mic. this oh my god this is our endeavor that we're was a splurging on a mic that was a serious like commit back then holy shit it was yeah i was that like was a lot of money. Okay, this is what you want to do. Yeah, you were super nervous about that. I was. Oh, well, so was I. But I was, it was just like, like <laughs> a lot of my rent. <laughs> yeah. <it was> <laughs> <well>. <laughs> but thank you for paying for it because mm. I couldn't have That was great. So, um, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and so then we started we had a you SoundCloud um, gives you a certain number of um, like megabytes or whatever mm. per month for free. So in the beginning we were just like, we'll just use, you know, the free SoundCloud. Mm. We we literally thought you know, nobody was going to listen to it. Yeah, and we were probably going to do it, like, once or twice. Yeah, that was... Yeah. yeah, that's kind of what our thought was. We were like, we'll not spend more money than we have to. You know, we splurged on this mic. Um, but then we did the first episode, and it was, oh, it was super so fun. fun. It was so fun. Yeah, so we are like, how are we going to do this? So we, like... We, uh... You know, we had pieces of paper, so we could write our thoughts out, because we both have terrible memories. And then we watched uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, a perpetual uh, love-hate fave of mine... Uh, and yeah, watch just like Thanksgiving episode. Great material. And we, and then yeah, we just like, we just bitched and complained about it. Yeah. Oh God, it was so good. It was so fun. Yeah. Yeah. And it's great because neither of us have like any sort of media analysis training. <laughs> yeah. At all. At all. You know, we're just like fans. Nor are we good actors. No, we have oh learned. Oh my God. <laughs> Oh my god. Yeah, so it's not like, it's not like we prepare, and and also because we didn't really know anything about podcasts, we didn't know how to do it. And so later on, we found out that a lot of people actually like really meticulously plan out their podcasts and yeah, they, they like have a scripts script and, yeah, and research and talking stuff. points. Yeah. And like they front load everything yeah. and, we do it and we're like, we just like bring it from our own brains. Yeah. Our own tipsy brains. <laughs> yeah. From, from us to you. Like it's, I love it because it's uh it's, it's real time thinking. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes I, I listen back to some of the analyses and I'm like, no. <laughs> yeah, totally. There's, there's at least one point in every single episode where I'm like, I can't friggin' believe I said that. I can't believe those words came out of my mouth. I know, but but I like it. It's super raw and it's super like what we're thinking right then. Like this yeah. is like raw and edited. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We joke that we never edit, but we all so we, mostly never. Yeah, edit. we hardly ever edit. We're just yeah. yeah. No, it still takes a long time though. Even not yeah. editing, it still takes a long time because we yeah. got to put all these like things into it. Oh yeah, and then the other the other part of that is I had to make a, a song. Oh, yeah, yeah. We had to, because we, so, because of our our 60s Star Trek space babe aesthetic, we needed to have all sorts of, like, cheesy music Mm -hmm. and sound effects, and, you know, we wanted the soundscape to be, like, very beep-boop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She literally said, the soundscape needs to be beep-boop, so... Uh, I downloaded these free apps, and one of them was like a very beat boop app where it's just like you sort of you, you just make like all these beat boops and you max, mash them together, and yeah. all of a sudden we had a song. And then like robot voice synthesizer, yeah, oh my and, God, like, it was so cheesy. It was yeah, like super budget, but we still use it, and I love it. Yeah. yeah, it was great. Yeah, that's and that's sort of how that got started. And then a couple weeks later, so Ryan McMahon, who did that Red Man Laughing podcast, that got us sort of launched. Um, a couple weeks after we started, announced that he was putting together an indigenous media podcasting sort of collective platform Mm -hmm. called indian and cowboy and we were like oh this is a great idea like you know ryan does great work in the community and all this stuff and so we got in touch with him and we were like hey we're doing this podcast we have a few episodes out you know we don't know if it's a if it's a fit but hey but yeah if this is something that you're interested in like we we want to support your work and um oh that reminds me it was less money
1: Oh, okay <laughs> last month. <laughs>
0: but yeah, so he put us on the platform. Yeah, he was like, yeah, that's great. He put us on the platform and he's actually been really incredible and supportive yeah he figured out all that rss stuff like he got yes, us on iTunes, itunes and everything yeah, the iTunes, like he put, yeah he put us on the itunes he put us uh he got a website built for mm-hmm. us um he got with it spotify there's this thing that we use now that he set us up with that we post it to this one website and then that website shoots the podcast out to mm-hmm. every other platform except for soundcloud mm-hmm, and the mm-hmm. website yeah, <laughs> but, yeah. um yeah, he got us on So we didn't Spotify. have to learn anything. Like, yeah, it's great. We just get to get drunk and watch TV. Yeah. That's it. And, yeah. and, like, just bitch and complain about colonialism. It is the best. Yeah, it's sweet. Okay, but, but as a launching off point, so what's sort of, like, super cool about this is when we started, we thought we were the only nerds. Mm-hmm out there in Indian country and then Métis space starts and all of a sudden we're hearing from all these amazing folks doing amazing things and Mm -hmm. we realize there's actually like this very large community and we all start to become aware of each other in this sort of like zeitgeist of indigenerity. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Indigenerity, I like that. Yeah. I just coined a phrase. Actually, somebody else probably came up with it. Um, No, no, I think you can take credit for that. All right, I shall. I'm going to forget. Yeah, you can always like fight. Whoever Right. Friendship fight. Yeah. Um, Oh, yeah. And then every time we have a friend in town, like we, well, we try when we're not like super busy. We have them on the show, which is like nepotism at its finest. Yeah. Or a.k.a. kinship at its finest. Yeah. Yeah. And so there's a huge population, huge community of indigenous doing so much stuff now that we literally cannot keep up with it, which is a glorious position to be in. Yeah. And we sort of use Métis space to be like, this is where we do our best future thinking our, our most hopeful thinking mm-hmm. and I think this is where we're going to launch our our sort of like well we, we have the idea of back to the land to land too furious um, and I think yeah we're sort of going to use this as a platform to get settlers to give us their land yeah and that's back the land that's actually one of my favorite things about doing this podcast is that it's literally whatever we want it to be like we don't take ad revenue yes um, Ryan shoots us a couple bucks every month and um, But, and that basically, like, it covers our wine and, Mm. you know, some food or whatever. Yeah, if we have to pay to stream a show or something. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But, yeah, outside of that, like, we do just whatever we want to do. Nobody owns us, man. Yeah. They just got to put up with us. Yeah, which people have. Like, I I haven't gotten any complaints, you know, from work, from, and this is another weird Mm. thing, right? Because, like, nerd culture is notoriously toxic. Yeah, 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 yeah. Especially to people of color and especially to women. Um, but we've. We're expecting backlash. Yeah. Well, major backlash. But I think we talk so much. Like, all of our episodes, like, this is supposed to be, what, 20 minutes tops? Or, like, five or something? It's gonna be, like, an this, hour. This story could have been one minute long. Yeah, but exactly. it's Probably. I don't even know how long it is. But this is what we do. So, we have these conversations and so all of our although amazingly we've we've got it down like all of our episodes are, are around the one hour mark yeah like we've, they gotten, our, we've gotten pretty good yeah some of them go way. like i think our avatar episode initially was a little bit more than two hours oh yeah but, but Avatar ab- was long. there was a lot was long, to, there a lot to <laughs> unpack there yeah i mean i mean sometimes we're that's the thing sometimes we're reviewing something you know an episode that's like 20 minutes long and yeah, one we'll talk we're for like, an hour <laughs> yeah yeah that, that doesn't seem to stop us and then yeah we film like stuff but yeah, I think this is you know this is um this is sort of the the first time that I uh, theoretically rejected the apocalypse because we we're we we're you know we decided to do some world building as well with this we wanted to create like this decolonized future and you know at first like Molly and I were talking about this and you know I was like oh yeah and then you know peak oil and da 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 all these sort of scenarios that were, you know is is just everywhere in mass media right now and Molly's like. No, man, let's just like, <laughs> that's your Molly voice, Molly. Yeah, no, you. man, let's just like, thank uh, you. Everything's awesome. Let's just like not have a total collapse and imagine a decolonized future. And I was like, mind blown. Whoosh. Yeah. Yeah. yeah there was just like, yeah, 2014 was sort of like peak near future dystopia media. Yes. Yeah.
1: Except, you know,
0: like, as Indigenous people, we've been through the apocalypse already. Mm -hmm. Like, it's apocalypse has happened. Yeah. It's apocalypse now, apocalypse, like, since contact. Yeah. So, you know, if we we assume that our near-future dystopia is a near-past dystopia, how does that change our thinking Mm -hmm. in terms of what's possible? And actually, like, I... When we talk about it, like, that's what we get backlash on when we talk about that live. Yeah. A lot of people are like... No. Yeah. It's gotta get worse. Yeah, it's getting are worse so, right exactly. now. Like da da da. I'm like Yeah, arguably and yes. Legit, for sure it is. I mean, but is it? Is it like and then I have to think, you know, especially here on the prairies. Mm-hmm. Like uh there's there's a couple winters here that are that have a specific name in Cree because uh when smallpox hit you know, it hit us late here, you know, in the eighteen hundreds, um, you know, before settlers were here. There are communities you know, still existing right now that can remember when they lost almost half of their population in, an entire, like, in, in a season. Oh, I've heard, of, I've heard of communities in the North, they lost 80% of their population yeah. in a year or two. Yeah. Like, 80%. I'm sorry, you can't get worse than that. You can't yeah. get worse than that. Like, the, the absolute, complete rupture, you know, you've got elders, you've got, like, childbearing, you know, um, adults, like, children, like, just wiped out. Everybody. Like, yeah. Right. It, 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 it just... Yeah. So, is it get is it is it getting worse? <laughs> like, yeah. honestly, it's like for yeah. When it, particularly when it comes to you know indigenous people, I think it's all real relative. <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure. So, you know, I think and I think the other thing too, right, is um coming from sort of an yeah. anarchist background, thinking about liberation, thinking about revolution, thinking about resistance and uh, subversion. You know. There there are tendencies and like obviously also when you look at history, like revolution mm. tends to be very violent. Revolution yes. tends to recreate a lot of the stuff that we're fighting against. That yeah. But science fiction, the great thing about science <laughs> fiction is that the normal rules don't have to apply if we don't want them to. And right. Yeah. Which, and then if you can't even think outside of those paradigms because you're like, you know, history da 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 yeah, it's gotta yeah. be like this. Yeah. 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 And that's super important because like so much of the history that we learn about is is very Eurocentric and it's based on that particular worldview of ownership and like war and orientalism and all this stuff and anti-blackness. And so if you can't think outside of that, then you're just replicating those things. Mm. And so I think it's interesting, this, this idea, like, so as Indigenous people, we're almost always asked you know, what's your alternative? And then people like literally, whether it's Twitter or in a conversation, they want your like 120 step plan. Like they're like, no, show me step by step how this is going to work. So I can evaluate it, you know, based on my own beliefs and decide whether or not I'm going to support you and it's really exhausting you're like you're all you're saying is you're like another future is possible we know it because our peoples have been here for tens of thousands of years and have successfully cohabitated you know and and have all these legal orders we know it's possible and they're like yeah but i want you to tell me how yeah And tell me exactly what this is going to look like yeah and all yeah. of a sudden you need like a like a really detailed manifesto science fiction lets you get around that because like you know Molly's really big into into Star Trek, and you know you jump forward to the twenty fourth century, and there's no like step by step how they got there. No, I mean, and they they do they they fill in a little bit of the backstory like, the as fact. the show goes yeah. on, but like, yeah, they they create this future as the starting point. Yeah, and then they say, look what we could be like, and obviously like the Star Trek future is like very liberal, humanist, multi yeah, it's just, it's like, same very like imperialist, stellar. but yeah, um, you know, we could have that, and we could like. We, I think, you know, a big part of what we try to do is start from a place where we're like, things are good in the future. Mm It doesn't mean that they're conflict-free. No. It doesn't mean that it's a perfect utopia. No. Like, we're not, I don't think either of us are especially, like, utopian in our thinking. But, you know, if we start from this point where we're in a for-real, decolonized future, we have the land back, what does it look like? What's on the ground? How do we deal with conflict? What are the problems? What are the solutions that we would come up with? And... By doing that, we can bring those ways of relating back into our work. Yeah, at least like I think, like that, that's, no, that's absolutely, what science fiction does the best. Yeah. I think is yeah. it says like, look, what's actually possible? How do we get yeah. there? And I think I think that approach of like, no, we're not going to give you the like, no, I don't need to have a full manifesto before I I tell you this is what we want is is important. It's it's made a difference for me uh, outside of maintaining space, like just politically act activism wise like and so when we're you know talking to people uh about how they've done the thing uh that was that kind of brought me back to that because it was like you know hearing you know uh folks been working like 20 years to to build something Mm -hmm. and and things came just fell into place you know, like over as, as relationships got built, you know, things just started to fall into place. And that's something that we've experienced too, is the weirdest, weirdest things. Like, you know, all of a sudden you, you, you start from nothing, you have nothing, and then you start building these relationships with other indigenous nerds. And, you know, you get all these opportunities and you're interviewing each other and you're supporting each other. And then somebody's like, Hey, I got this thing. Do you want this? And stuff like that. and so. This whole back to the land project, you know, I, I, I was feeling all this guilt. I'm like, we have to justify it. We have to, we have to do the 120 step plan with what we're going to do with the land and everything so that, you know, transparency and blah, blah, blah. And so settlers will give us the land, but they're going to know what it's going to be used for and blah, blah. No, like, no, again, we just say like, here's what we want. Here's our utopic vision, but not really. Here's what our our vision for the future of this land. And then just give us the friggin' land and then we'll get there. Yeah. You know, and you don't need to like judge us step by step, or we don't need to report in. You know, I don't. I don't want any of that crap. I want it to be like maintain space, mm-hmm. where we just do the thing. Because when we when we just do the thing, we do the thing best. Uh, but every every time somebody's like, "Why don't you monetize this? Why don't you do that?" We're like all filled with anxiety and like yeah, uh, yeah. That's the thing is like we could mm-hmm. if we wanted to. Yeah. Um, you know, we we know people who you know have cut back their hours or quit their jobs to do podcasting full yep. time and to do you know fundraising and gigs and all this other stuff but you know and i i think i i mentioned this um in our meeting it's like our number one thing is that we do this for fun yeah and if it stops being fun we're going to stop doing it and the great thing about both podcasting as a medium as well as sort of science fiction as a genre is that there's so much you can do with it like we're still really like looking at at a whole bunch of different right like what kind of podcast has like a two land two furious goal of like <laughs> yeah. creating like a queer indigenous feminist compound right? right like yeah you know this is the kind of thing that like you know it's it's a way for us to continue to manifest our dreams which <laughs> oh sounds, my God, that so, sounds cheesy. so cheesy but but for real like cuz uh, once once you once you make it work you know once you fit it into that capitalized paradigm like this is me justifying not wanting to do that shit but i think mm-hmm. it's i think it's actually actually legit because once you start fitting it into that paradigm and you're like okay it's all it's all about the money and mm-hmm. and this and that like haven't you already sort of warped your your ideal like mm-hmm. i i'm not into like um ideological purity i know that like things on the ground are messy and you do what you need to do oh yeah and and that's yeah and if fine. people people need money like if, yeah, yeah 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 if you need mm-hmm. the money to, to live and yeah, that's what you need to 100%. do 100% like Good on you. But I, not only would we be shitty at it because we, neither of us <laughs> have those skills, yeah. but it would just, it would, it would suck all the joy out of it. I, it would kill it. Like mm. it would, for us, it would kill it. We're just not that, yeah. that kind of people. And it can't be a second job. And that's the thing is we're already, you know. Um, Our third job. Yeah. Like, <laughs> job. you know, working full time. I'm, I'm supposed to be finishing my master's thesis. Uh, Molly's doing her PhD, raising kids, like, Just all of this stuff that's going on and this is our, this is, you know, this is our side project, but this is also, uh, what renews us, not in that way that we can be more productive for capitalism, but just sort of like continues making us hopeful, uh, for the future. Like there's something beyond the the daily slog, right? Mm -hmm. So yeah, monetizing that and trying to try to make a living of it, which is like, I think defeat the purpose. We're making a living, but not through money. Oh my God.
1: (laughs) All
0: uh, right. Man, I'm so like inspirational in the morning. I, I feel know. like I'm like embodying sort of like an inspirational quote on a mountain sunset background right that, now. Yeah absolutely. Okay. Or uh, for me it's the one where um the the pelican is swallowing the frog, but the frog is strangling the pelican and it's like never give I've up. Never see that. Nature is horrifying. Yeah, no, it, it was always uh, like a drawing in in a classroom. Like Oh, it's a drawing it's yeah, not yeah. an actual photo. No, no, no. Okay, no. I was like, whoa. <laughs> You no, no, it's like Akame. Like never give up. Yeah. Anyway, and and I don't know what's swallowing me, but the coffee is what's allowing me to. The strangle. system. The pelican. Strangle the the pelican of capital. <laughs> strangle the colonial pelican. Friends, yes. be the frog you want to see in the world. There you go. That's that's what the, the the pearls of wisdom we're gonna leave you with. Be the frog. Be, be the frog you want to see in the world. All right. Okay. Uh, that's our original story plus. A lot of blather. Exactly. Thanks. Thanks for listening to the origin story of Opemsu is Wewa Kitsikisko. Métis in space. 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 Space.